اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ and welcome back to living the quran through the living quran in this series we've been going over chapter number 56 which is surah al-waqi'ah a very powerful chapter to deal with humanity the day of judgment and the categories that we will be placed into on that day up until this point and in our previous discussion we looked at the importance of being first and foremost taking a prominent role taking a prominent position in terms of faith in terms of charity in terms of self sacrifice in terms of being those who always try to excel and be at the forefront in every aspect of their spiritual lives now we want to continue in that discussion from our previous session and try and conclude this passage um but first of all let us realize that when god talks about in this section where he says ulaikal muqarrabun that those indeed are the people who are the closest that what does this word closeness mean that is mentioned in this verse you know those who have achieved that nearness to their lord obviously we have to appreciate and understand that this closeness in 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 meaning is not physical it's not a physical place or proximity that we can achieve with god because obviously he's not a physical entity that we can be close to him in that way rather it is in rank it is in status it is in that spiritual hierarchy that through our own acts of purification through our own dedication to god and to the religion that we can attain that closeness and rank to the creator we also have to appreciate that closeness to god can never be achieved by mere claims it's not something that you can just state make a proclamation a declaration and claim to be close to god rather we say that this is something which has its own path and method to follow and in this regard we see that in the quran some of the previous generations for example the jews and the christians they have been quoted as saying in the quran god quotes them as saying that nahnu abna'ullahi wa ahibbauhu that we are the closest and the most beloved to god we're like his children um you know this is a, a theme which is in the quran for example this particular example comes from chapter number 5 surah al-maida verse number 18 and there are other examples in the quran however the quran categorically rejects this notion and the quran states that the closest people to god are those individuals who take precedence in attaining the levels of human perfection and this is what we have read in surah al-waqi'ah where god says was sabiqun as-sabiqun ulaika al-muqarrabun that those that are foremost in faith they are by all means the foremost in the hereafter as well and it is they who have really achieved nearness to their lord and so in this division of these three groups that we have just very briefly touched upon in this session we see interestingly enough that the name of the sabiqun those who are the foremost in faith and again the foremost in the world to come that they have been mentioned at the end rather than at the beginning rather than god starting off the discussion with these people he talks about them at the end of the discussion and it is possible that this has been done because they are such a small group of people they're so few in number um and however when it comes to honoring them when it when it comes to god speaking about what they get what their rewards are what their status is 
um, and we'll see this in our upcoming discussion, we see that they're actually spoken about, first of all, at, at the first level, and they are first talked about what they get in paradise. So although they are mentioned last, but their rewards are mentioned first. And then we will see that the people of the right hand will then, will then be spoken about and what they get. And then that would be followed by all other groups in humanity. And again, this may be done, this may have been done by God to show their lofty status above all others, that they had a unique status with God. So they were mentioned last, but their rewards are so great that we will speak about them first. Now to conclude this portion, let us have some takeaway messages, some things that we can reflect and think upon, and hopefully try and see if we can implement within our lives. Point number one is that the traits of being fortunate and unfortunate, the traits of bliss or misery, that these continue long on to the resurrection day. And we see that in this passage of verses that the word used was ashab, which is the plural of the word sahib. And that means something which is interconnected, adjoining, or something which is inseparable. And so if we are fortunate in this world, if we have given our, made ourselves fortunate in this world, then we will be fortunate in the world to come. And if we live a life of misery based on our own sins and acts of injustice against ourselves, then that will continue into the world to come as well. Point number two is that those individuals who take precedence in the performance of good deeds while in this life of the transient world, they will find that even in the next life, they will be given precedence in achieving their rewards. So it's not only here, but it's also in the hereafter that they will get that same level of blessings. The third and final point is that the spiritual ranks in paradise are much better than any material blessings which are also given to us in paradise. And in this collection of verses, we have seen that the successful ones are first referred to as those who are close to Allah, where God says, And then we are told that they will be residing in the gardens of paradise. And so therefore we have to realize that in paradise... Even before the material blessings and comfort, we will enjoy our spiritual blessings and our spiritual status with God. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.